Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. This is the Some Sort of Gaming Podcast. Today is May 17th, 2020. We got a great for sh- a great show for you this week. We were talking, we're gonna be talking about the Unreal 5 engine, which was amazing. Um more uh, about you know this whole Skullgirls new feature and some new pay model that nobody likes, and possibly more. Anyways, let's start off with what everybody's been doing this past week. Lady Infamous. Hey. Uh, What's up with you? I'm chilling, I'm chilling. Um, I played a few games this week. I played some Final Fantasy VII Original, and I'm back into that casino town. I forgot the name. I think Gold I Saucer? Get yes. I think I gotta get a weapon called a Keystone or something. Um, also, I played some GTFO. It is so intimidating that game. I you you can't GTFO is like not a game that you just want to sit and chill and vibe. You really gotta plan and make sure you have enough ammo to make sure you can complete the missions. Because I swear it's so hard to play that game. Um, we played Moving Out this week. It um I had fun. I'm not even gonna lie. Don't. It seems like the most silliest games that we play together as a group be the most entertaining and fun. Um, I'm doing the Call of Duty challenge as well. Um, I have went through my uh, achievements through all my platforms to see what I was missing. So I was missing three games, which was Black Ops 3, Call of Duty Ghost, and Infinite Warfare. And I did that as well this week. I don't know why Jon Snow I don't know for some reason he they didn't utilize him enough in the story mode versus Kevin Spacey in Advanced Warfare was Jon Snow in Infinite Warfare yeah he was a villain I forgot forgot his name though I don't want to we know who you mean okay um so as far as like villain level is concerned like he's like the the bottom tier villain in all the Call of Duties I played, um, but I I played it on PC and man it was working for a moment, but man I think that last stream when I did the the ending oh my god them frames was dropping like a motherfucker I was trying to see if I can change the settings or something and I was like you know what let me just stick it through and just finish the game so I made oh, sure was it like a big kind of like. Was there like a lot of enemies on the screen and like a lot of shooting going on? It was a lot of shit. That's what it was. It was a lot of shit. Like if it was like inside, I'm chilling, talking to somebody in the game. That's fine. But when it was like all Michael Bay with it, it was, that's when the frames started to drop. I mean, I feel like the rest of the stuff that I saw when you were playing, like, I don't feel like anything, everything looked like pretty good. So it was literally just like right at the end. Yeah. I was having issues at the end. Um, so I got Ghost on PS4, so I I was gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> have fun. Yeah, it can't be worse than what what I endured on PC. <laughs> Wait, what what what's what's wrong with Ghost? Ghost is trash. But that story is terrible. The story is horrible. I don't know anything about it. That's why. I I know, man. I, I think I remember the last time I played Ghost. I played like maybe 30 minutes of the story and I was like, man, I can't take this shit no more. <laughs> and I started playing multiplayer. So. So real quick, what's, um, is there an actual challenge? What, why do you call it the call of duty challenge? Um, 
okay, I I started the challenge because it was a lot of people like that play Call of Duty uh, female wise that ain't really about that life. Not really about that life. Um, and I was like, I ain't doing nothing. What can I do to make? Because it's, it's, it, you just can't be playing multiplayer like two Call of Duties ago and think you the shit in Call of Duty. You gotta, it, it takes years of the shit. And I was like, what can I do? I, I know multiplayer lobbies are like asked, you know, later down the road, like the earlier versions of the game. I said, what can I do? What can I do? I was like, hey, I can do the campaign. So I was like, okay, let me start. I had to literally dig through my achievement list on my Xbox to see which Call of Duty that I beat the campaign on. So there were 10. There's 10 and I did seven. Now eight now. So I just have two more left. And I'm still kicking ass every Friday nights, open lobby, um, carrying the team to victory like I always do. Um, do open lobbies uh, for Modern Warfare cross plat so everybody can join in, talk shit, and play some video games. And that was my week. I hope I didn't. Um, before we continue, yes. did, you, did, you, did you know there was like a Call of Duty? um sale happening on steam that's how i got the inf uh infinite warfare it was on sale for oh, like okay infinite warfare nice. and ghost was like 19 and some change so when i initially bought um infinite i was like okay i'm gonna buy infinite i'm gonna play it out and then i'm gonna go do and then i'm gonna just buy it um buy um ghost on pc but since i streamed it and the like the last part of my stream I felt wasn't at its best potential. I was like, you know what? I'll have my chances in getting the physical copy for my PlayStation 4. Because technically, I have Black Ops 3 on Xbox. I just, I have an old Xbox. It does my, it's, it's like digital. My disk drive doesn't work anymore. So I can't, my, my Xbox copy is useless. So uh, I got it on PS4. So I was like, you know what? I'd rather have a PS4 doing a damn thing on the ghost than the PC. And I think it was probably a couple of dollars more, but it'll be here. It'll be here like next week or something. So hopefully I get You it. didn't buy $478 worth of the entire franchise collection? For what? I just need the story. <laughs> Do they offer that as like a, a bundle? Yeah, they, they still offer yeah. in bundles. They <laughs> yeah, still... Yeah, right. They it's 54% off. $478.38. Wow, the Call collection. That, you know it. I can do a lot better with $400. <laughs> but no, I, I I just got it off of Amazon, so I'll just, you know, download it and whatnot. And, um, I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I, I don't want to be cocky, but I, 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 I know how to play Call of Duty. And I hate when people think they can, and they not. It's not about just running and gunning. It's about your attachments. It's about your perks. It's about your kill streaks. It's about the clothes that you wear. I try to not wear nothing bright or loud or print or anything like that actually playing call of duty because that picks you out really easily but i'd be seeing some girls be like oh my god look at me i'm playing call of duty oh my god that's cute i'm like i'm gonna have to show these ladies and I, that's what i've been doing oh you i'm gonna get call of duty too <clears throat> that one's good man that's... I would like to see you play it again. <laughs> I want to know if it holds up. What, Call of Duty 2? Yeah, Sharpie. Yeah. Sharpie said Call of Duty 1, I don't think holds up. Call of Duty 2, I think it holds up. Oh, really? 
Well, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna... The first one in United Fronts, I don't think, holds up. Not on PC, I don't think. But yeah, just a little competitiveness. That's why I did the challenge. Um, I feel I will, I will feel better my, as a person that really loved the franchise to say that I played all the campaigns 10 years back. So, And I don't think a lot of people done that. And so the the challenge is just based on the campaign and on yeah. a specific difficulty. Uh, I'm doing them all normal, but I did okay. a few. I did like I did probably like four out of the eight. That was wait. Which which Call of Duties is it? The one this that, Call of Duty challenge. Uh, okay. since when though? Instead uh, of naming since, them all. Since since war. Since World, World War. War. Okay. Yeah. Black Ops Four. And count. this is like an actual internet challenge. No, it's just my own personal challenge because I ain't got shit to do, and I gotta, <laughs> I gotta oh, put out my college. Okay. No, I thought it was like some internet challenge. It's a passion. That, like, it's somebody a, set no, up. no, it's a passion thing for me. So. No, it's it's now it's not an internet challenge. It now is because of her <laughs> trying to bring that about. Um, I, I think that yeah, posted on Reddit. I would think that uh, I mean, after you do this as like a personal thing to yourself, see if you want to tack on. Call of Duty 2 and 3 on uh, on top of that afterwards. Ooh, see how you feel about it. If I can do, if I can, I was thinking about it, I was like, I can do 10, I can do 10, and I can be, I can be good. A, 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 a person can't tell me shit about no Call of Duty, period, because I have did the most. But doing 1, 2, and 3, and 4, those... Uh, I don't know if I can re recommend 1, but, but I, I can mean, recommend 2. 3, I don't remember too much about. If we talk about, about all the Call of Duty challenges with story mode, then if I do the next 2, I will still need 4. Well, yeah, it I, wouldn't make much of a sense to say the challenges to play the one, play the good ones. No, just no, no. Just, play, just play the games. No, my the challenge was to play all the campaigns since I started playing Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. Which was, uh, okay. which was World at War, yeah. Um... Like the third one was a launch title for the 360, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. PS, yeah, PS3 and 360. Okay. Um, I mean, I would just say that, like, go back to like the history of like the two really good ones, two and three, like where it started. I, I can't say anything about one because I didn't hear anything about the first Call of Duty. But like, yeah. I played it a long time ago, and. Like, I don't think it will hold up today. I mean, the story-wise, like, you might want to know the World War II story, but, like, They're backwards two compatible was really on good. Xbox, so they <laughs> the cost $20. The World War II story. I think we've all had history class. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, but then, yeah. I think two did a very good job at it. I think that was about it. Especially that D-Day mission. Oh, yeah, that one need, was really good. You, you need to tackle it. You need to tackle it. I need to see you play that as well, you... Really, I, I didn't know you really like played the earlier versions like that. Yeah, well, I did it on my laptop back in the day without a graphics card. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because let, let me tell you like this weird history about PC gaming between 1997 and 2007, like like graphics and gaming was kind of in this weird spot that you know all these companies were like implementing like weird like graphical and ui things and like now there's like compatibility problems with t like modern computers like today mm -hmm. i don't know if you ever noticed that but um i remember like i, I remember seeing like day nine talk about this like when he was playing um what do you call it uh, what do you call it? Command and Conquer uh, Generals. Mm -hmm. And he's like saying, yeah, like, 
this game came out in the center of that time frame and then um he had problems like setting it up to stream oh okay but anyways yeah yeah that's all that's all i did that's all i did that's all i did <laughs> uh <laughs> Zeltra, what did you do uh I had a shit week. <laughs> um, not that it was bad, but like I didn't really like play that many games and stuff. Um, I uh, I played a little bit of Final Fantasy VII Remake on stream, and I hit a difficulty wall with uh, my personal goal um, before completing the story. And I'm at the very end of the of the story. It's just the last. Um, it's the last uh, of the arena, the VR missions and trying to beat Bahamut before Pride and Joy. And I actually looked up a video for it because, like, I thought I had a way to beat it myself um, without looking it up, and it almost worked. It just relied on, like, extreme concentration in the way that I was doing it. Um, and it was essentially trying to... Um, hit Bahamut as hard as I could um, every time when he started to do a countdown and try to make uh, to uh, pressure him so I can get more stagger on him and it actually almost worked before he did um, Mega Flare uh, it would just require like a few more tries to actually like get it right um, but I opted in for looking up like a video of like how somebody else did it and like the first like recommendation for it was oh yeah just like magic stun him the entire time and I was like oh okay well I can do that um I tried that a couple times and um it almost works uh I uh kind of fumbled with a couple of stuff on that but um but because it's requiring so much like concentration and like me thinking more than talking like i i can't stream it so i opted in to stream xcom chimera squad instead and uh i'm so glad i picked that back up instead because it's so much fun and i'm just i'm loving chimera squad even though it like some may say it's like baby's first xcom game um in this series it, it's still fun it's still visually like interesting and I guess visceral was like how I was reacting to it because it just felt so good to be able to breach through into a room, get everything right, and then just wipe the room clean and then uh, move forward. So that was a lot of fun. Um, Wait, so do you you really feel like it's kind of like Baby's first XCOM? Is it like significantly easier than the other XCOM games a bit? So to put it in perspective, uh when and this is just for the game based of the uh, the way the game works in chimera squad none of your units can die and if they bleed out on the field the game tells you you failed the mission do you want to go back to main menu or restart the, the mission and i'm playing this on iron man mode so i can't save scrub this so from that, it it just means that, okay, like, I can't lose any units, and I can keep retrying this mission until, like, I get it right into what, into playing it how I want to and um, uh, maneuvering everything into the way that I want to. Um, so that's one way that it's easier. Um, also, it's, it is a 
uh, I did notice one thing about the percentage numbers and stuff and how uh, the missions work and, and everything. Uh, when I was playing XCOM 2, if I say that like I reloaded a save um, in that one mission, which by the way, you're not able to do in Chimera Squad. You can't like save it and then like do a move and then reload back to that save. Um, Isn't that because it's an iron? Because you set it to Iron Man. Um, was that something you couldn't do in Iron Man mode in XCOM Two? Yeah, well, okay, Iron Man pretty play. much means it saves every uh, every move that you take. Got it. Okay, then. Um, like what I'm about to say still holds true. Like the percentage numbers say that like you have an eighty percent chance to f hit a like uh, hit a mech same distance away. At the very start of the game, with the same exact person, you have 80%. Okay, you do f 5 damage minus 1 because of the armor. Alright, if you restart that mission and do the same exact thing, 80%, you might do 6 damage minus 1. Or you might miss. So it's not like hard-locked into the percentages. And that's... Uh, it's uh, So that that's kind of one thing, but also I'm noticing that because of like that, say that 80% of chance to hit, like... It feels like most of the time I am getting that that shot instead of oh you see all those these eighty percents well fuck you if you're playing it on hard you're gonna miss every shot because you're playing it on hard. Um, that's my tinfoil hat when it comes to XCOM two, and uh, I will heavily stand by that. At any rate, um, so yeah, you like the percentages are actually randomized. Uh, and true to what their numbers say the you can't technically lose a mission uh even if it's a like mission that's not a part of the story and um that's kind of it really like those are the two things where i'm thinking like oh it's babies versus a XCOM game um the some of the mechanics for outside of the uh outside of battle are a bit easier to understand um also i found out i see i thought this was a thing that was in the other xcom games when you go to use a med kit um you use it in the field and it's gone uh, and i guess i'm wrong about this but if i was to use a med kit in battle in XCOM Chimera Squad, it doesn't go away. Or like a ceasefire grenade, it does not go away if you use it. It just like it returns back in your inventory once you beat the mission. Um, so like it's easier on your resources as well for buying stuff. Um, so I think like the f the big major thing is you can't lose missions. The damage is done if you like your if your squad is like left with one health and they get battle scars and stuff. That is kind of the hard part, but the fact that you can't lose units and you can't lose a mission, um, it says a lot about how difficult the game is. Um, and then um, I also downloaded Fallout seventy six on PC because it was having its free weekend, and I only played like an hour of it because uh, of the amount of time I had. And uh, I was actually impressed by how good it looked. I don't know why I felt like it, it was going to look like terrible dog shit, but it looked good. And the fact that there are other NPCs there, like it felt like I was playing a Fallout game. So it was nice. Um, and are you going to buy it? 
No, not right now. Uh, even though it's on sale right now, like it, it, I don't know for how much longer it's on sale. Um, twenty first uh, for now thirty dollars. I'm not gonna buy it right now. I have too much games to get into, and I can't get into something that's like Fallout seventy six. Um, and other than that, I made a huge accomplishment in Final Fantasy eleven or eleven. Fuck no, fourteen. I've been watching a lot of eleven. That's why I said it. Um, but in fourteen, I got all my crafting jobs to level seventy. And now I have 10 more levels of each one of them. So, um, personal Yay. goal of myself for myself uh, on that one. And, um, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it just means that, like, uh, I'm able to make a lot of shit, and that's about it. Um, the real goal for the, the end goal of all leveling all these crafting jobs is so that, um, when I get them to 80 and unlock all the recipes, uh, the the mastercraft recipes. I can make the really really shiny weapons. Um, like when you uh you get a, sh a drop from Shinryu, that is a scale, and you can use that scale plus like a shit zillion um other ingredients to make the Shinryu weapon, but it glows green and everything and um stuff like that. Um, not specifically for that, but like my goal for it is to make housing items and to make uh, these really hard to craft like clothing wear because they sell for a lot of money um, but also they look good I'm trying to get into like sort of the creativity of making my own room and making my own space so um, but uh, I still have um, I have my tanks at 70 and I have um, my astrologian at 68 and my white mage at 62 so I got a lot of ways to go, but um that's uh that's been it for my week. What about you, T? Um so I mean I, t I think I had mentioned before that I was doing uh Twitch full time essentially since we're still kinda in the shelter in place thing, or at least my company still consider considers us to be pretty far away from sort of bringing everyone back to the office, so I actually played way too many games. Like I, I'm like not even joking. I think I have like 15 games that I played this past week. Um, and yeah, I won't go into any like crazy detail on all of them, but um, the first one was something I mentioned last week with Moa Stray, um, which I finally beat. Um, and actually, I think the overall verdict for it was like I really enjoyed it. Um, I think the in some ways it was super simple, but like in the boss fights, it got like really. I think the difficulty level ramped up significantly with like at least four or five of those boss fights. Um, but overall it was like really cool. I like the aesthetic of it and it was challenging enough to where like you felt accomplished when you beat it, but not like so hard that it was super annoying. I feel like it could have easily sort of crossed the line into like Mega Man territory if it wanted to, but um, they didn't go too hard. So it was a, uh, that was a really fun game. Um, then myself in, one of my friends from college played uh, Stay Close, which if um, you guys don't know what that is, it's kind of like a co-op horror game where essentially there's this guy that gives you these quests to do, which really they amount to going somewhere and looking at something. You really never do anything more than that, but the fun is in trying to get there um, because you have monsters along the lines of like uh, the Weeping Angels and Doctor Who where like, when they look at you, well, sorry, when you look at them, they stop moving. But when you look away, they start rushing towards you, essentially. 
So it's a combination of those uh, other monsters who, when you you had a flashlight, when you shine the flashlight on them, they started rushing towards you. And then some monsters where if you basically started running, like if you made enough noise, they would start rushing towards you. So it was this nice little combination where you just had to like navigate through. I think it might have only been like four or five levels or something like that because it was pretty short. It was almost like demo status in a way. But um, but like four or five levels of just trying to get to like this where there was like, oh, you found this camp. And once you look at it, they're like, OK, go back and report to the guy that sent you on the mission. You'd have to get back through all the creatures you went by. It was that kind of thing, but it was like super fun because it's like, it's a, you know, essentially a horror game. Um, the monsters do look super creepy, um, but at least you could play with friends. And I think that it has a little bit of the creepiness to it by having you essentially not able to defend yourself in any way other than like stop looking at something or like strafing pretty quickly to one direction or something like that or running. You kind of can't run away from things, but um it was that was that was super fun that was probably one of my favorite experiences of the week just because i love horror but i usually am too like chicken to play it so it's like they threw co-op in there and then all of a sudden it was way more palatable um we tried uh obviously we said moving out um i don't think anybody mentioned earlier but what we did uh we all played it um but the only way we could do it since there's no online co-op is uh, we initially tried just doing Steam Remote Play, and that was because Zeldrick has it on PC, and that was having issues um, in terms of us being able to actually get in the game and play. So then we switched over to Parsec. Um, Parsec? And that, I mean, for me, it was super fun, but I know y'all were having issues in terms of, like, not being able to see what's going on because of, like, artifacting and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I had a little bit of issues. I had a little bit. Just a little bit? I thought she was like, you couldn't see anything. <laughs> I'm... I'm 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 toning it down, but <laughs> yeah. I, have, I have problems. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. Like, I think I think Sharpie and I might have figured out some kind of thing that might work. But um, yeah, that one was fun to play, and we'll probably play that. We'll play that some more because I know we have at least a little bit of a commitment um, via Zeldrick to play it for a little bit. So um, we'll play that some more in the future. But it was super fun. I liked it. Um, especially just walking around slapping everybody for no reason. Oh, the slap like fest. Probably that my was... favorite part. <laughs> Watch um, it. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, then I played with Sharpie. I played Hunt Down, like right after we finished moving out. Um, yeah, that was totally moving. unexpected. You're like, you're like, are you still down to do something? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, you know I me, mean? I just like bounced from game to game, so. That was the game that Zeldrick had posted in Discord for me to check out, or I guess for everybody to check out, but I checked it out and was like super entertained by the trailer that they made for it. And then just out of nowhere, the day it came out, I'm like looking at it and I guess it was out on the Epic Store. It seems like there's an exclusivity deal maybe with um with that game to be on the Epic Store for a year before Steam, because Steam was still reporting it as like, May 2021 so I'm thinking there's a long time till it comes out and then all of a sudden I see on Epic that it's out so I just grabbed it and was like asked if you wanted to play because I figured it would be another chance to sort of test if uh, we could figure out how to get Parsec to work really well but I like that game a lot I thought it was really cool definitely like the style of it like it sort of has like a uh, I mean I guess what would you is that that's probably probably more like late 80s early 90s right in terms of style what do you guys think? 
Wait, what was that? I Sorry, my internet was like. Yeah. No, no, it's all good. I was just saying, um, in terms of Hunt Down, you guys think uh, the more like '80s slash late '80s, early '90s slash style, that kind of thing. It was. It looked decent. Yeah, it felt more like early '90s. Yeah. Just in HD. Yeah. But it was like a side-scrolling, like platformer shooter, kind of like Contra, um, where you fought like these different factions of gangs and. They all had like their little mini bosses. You'd essentially fight like a mini boss every level until you got to the stage with the boss. Then you'd fight that boss and they'd have like multiple forms and stuff like that. But they were all like super creatively done and like the names were funny. Like one of them, one of the gangs for whatever reason just wore hockey gear completely. And another one was like, um, they were all dressed as like, I guess I don't, they weren't all dressed as like samurai the main boss was dressed as a samurai oh, it was an entire black samurai group called the yeah. number one suspects yeah um but it was yeah so it was like cool it was definitely cool super bloody like cool guns and stuff like that and it was, it was i mean it had it definitely has some challenging points in there um the last boss actually that was kind of the the last boss was definitely challenging um, but I don't think we ever really died more than like four or five times on a level, and that was usually on a level with like. Yeah, I think one level boss. we we completely died like eight times. Yeah, I mean I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, but all the other levels we probably die like four to five times. But then the first like entire section we were like saying this is easy. Yeah, but I mean I think we both acknowledge that it's it's gonna get harder eventually. But it took us a little while before it did get too hard. Not too hard, but it got harder anyway. But yeah, overall, that was a great game. I'm I'm totally glad we played that one. Um, after that, I did As Asura's Wrath, which for a while, like I've been talking about going back and playing that again, because um, I remember having so much fun the first time, and uh, I decided to just like on a whim just break out the 360 and see if I had it, which I didn't, and ended up buying it, which is crazy because it still costs 19.99 to buy it from like the Microsoft Store. And the DLC altogether was $13. So essentially, I still had to pay $35 for that game. And it had to come out in like maybe like somewhere between 2000 and like six or seven and like 2008 or nine, somewhere in there. So it has to be at least 10 years old. And it's still like, it still cost me like $35 to get the whole thing, which I thought was crazy. But it's definitely worth it because that game is super fun. Is it like, one of those games where like saying, I love video games? exactly yeah it's just like i mean it's, it's just like kratos if kratos was mad <laughs> which we all know he's already crazy mad but like this dude is just like angry and the rages all the time so it's like a lot of button mashing for like qtes and um a lot of kind of like i guess i mean not as not as complicated by a long shot but kind of like devil may cry-esque like fighting in between with like um the enemies and then a bunch of boss fights which are all super cinematic and it's just it's just great to me overall in terms of being in terms of like speaking that cinema language it just totally just nails it and it's just over the top again in terms of vibe in terms of action everything so it's really cool i love that game um it was definitely worth the 35 um then i played through a, a quick season of nba 2k 2k playgrounds um two i guess it is and it's basically nba jam for all intents and purposes it's nba jam um two on two basketball like full court and everybody does like crazy crossovers and backflips while they're dunking and like they have big heads and stuff and 
It's, but it, I mean, it's fun. It's one of those games. It's like fun for about a season. And then like, if you have somebody else that has a game, maybe you'd want to play it. But like other than that, it's just like, ah, maybe every once in a while I'll pull it out like a board game and play it. But it was okay. Um, then some more GTFO, which I guess, you know, we've talked about that before. But I think the, the main thing I wanted to say was that I spent actually a day playing a bunch of um, demos. And that was actually like, that was actually a really cool day because I got to play like a bunch of stuff that I had seen before that I didn't actually get to test. Like, so the first one was like, um, Welcome to Elk, which Zeldrick had played before. And I had seen at, I believe it was Day of the Devs. But, you know, and at those events, sometimes, depending on how long the demo is, you just don't get an opportunity to play unless you want to spend like your entire time at the event waiting in line for a game. Not your entire time, but like, a, you know, you could spend like an hour waiting for a game. And usually I'm not that guy. So, um, but I finally tried the demo and it's kind of like this. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't even know how to describe it in terms of what I played, but it's definitely like really, it seems like a story and dialogue heavy. Um, but I don't mean, maybe you could speak to it a little bit more Zeldrick, but gameplay wise, I didn't end up actually doing that much other than walking places and sort of examining things. Like, do you know, is there more like gameplay? Yeah. It? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say much more gameplay. The the thing that you did, like, with that dance, like, where you just had to copy him with, like, button presses, and, like, they he threw a twist at you at, like, the orientation of what the buttons were yeah, that yeah, he yeah. was saying, and then, like, you had just had to match it to the correct button. Um, like, that's the most type of gameplay that you'll get off of welcome to elk um they switch it up they're, like there's different mini games and stuff uh throughout but they're all very very simple like one of the uh demo um mini games from day of the devs was uh was essentially putting together a mask but you already had it wasn't even a, min a mini game it was just here's a art project that you can do pick the eyes pick the nose and like it was it, you had to drag over like different cut out clippings of eyes and noses and mouths and stuff like that um and put it on a balloon um there was another one that was like uh a, like a beer tapper uh or, or not not a beer tapper but you're pouring mugs of beer and you couldn't you had to like match how much foam that they wanted and stuff like that uh and all it was is just adjusting the tilt of the glass um and then there was another one that was like making your own song like with uh, uh along with uh, the other characters with different button presses but like sometimes you matched them and sometimes you just made up your own notes and stuff like that so it, very simple there wasn't really much gameplay. It was more like you were trying to have more interaction with these characters through the course of like a tiny little mini game that broke or not broke, bridged the line between you as a player and then the story that you were playing. Um, not so much as like, let me do this with the best score type of thing. Gotcha. So I guess in that sense, it's, it's kind of like afterlife if, I know Lady Infamous played Afterlife, but it sounds like it's kind of similar where you walk somewhere, you talk to people, and then they have a mini game at some point that you do, and then you walk somewhere again and talk it's to It's called people. After Party. Mm -hmm. it's, so it's more like watching a story with a couple of little games in there. Yeah. What were you saying? Lady Infamous, what were you saying? Oh, no. the It's called After Party. After Party. The game? 
Yeah, yeah. You said afterlife. I was like, I didn't oh, after party. The, oh, oh, okay. Fault, I was like, what's fault. that? I'm like, afterlife. I'm like, what is that? Okay. My bad. <laughs> no, that's fine. After party. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like that, but it, it still has like a really cool uh, style to it. Like, it kind of almost looks like hand drawn. It um, it almost does, or maybe even like, it almost like looks like it have like, uh, it could be a flash game in a way. Um. But really? super bright, not not like that, but just in terms of you'd have to see footage of it. It's just kind of like it's I think it's because it's super bright colors and like everything has kind of this um sort of thick black outline to it or something. It's just it's the style seems like something you might see on Flash, but it doesn't look like a Flash game necessarily. Um, But I, I think the art style is really cool. I'll, say, I'll show I'll show you afterwards, but it's really cool. And it seemed like it was definitely dealing with some adult themes because like there's this girl who I, I mean, I assume she was like a teenager or something like that, but she shows up and she ends up going to this bar and number one, she's drinking. And I was like, Oh, I thought she was like a teenager or whatever. But then number two, like this guy comes in who's supposed to be kind of like the, the bastard of the whole village or whatever. And he's like trying to hit on her and stuff like that. And he's being super sketchy and super creepy and stuff like that. So um, I assume it kind of deals with a bunch of adult themes. It kind of felt like it was dealing with death in some way too. Like maybe she was dead and she'll find that out later or something. I don't know, but, um, it's something that I'm probably going to look forward to trying in the future. Uh, it definitely like captured my interest for the entire time I was on the demo. Um, so I played that and then I played a game called Raji an ancient epic, which was really interesting because I feel like it might be the first time that like I saw a game that was a hundred percent seems centered around like, um, uh, what am I like? I guess it's Buddha, the Buddhist religion. Um, or maybe it's Hindi or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's basically, it's like Indian culture essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's like this kind of little, this action platformer in a way. Um, where it's kind of, sorry, Hinduism. It's Hinduism. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So like, you know, they were, they had some of the gods, I guess, who it was names I heard before. So I assume it's part of like the Hindu religion, um, who were kind of central characters in the story and stuff like that. And they're sort of kind of trying to help this girl to defeat these, these kind of dark demon type type things that stole her, kidnapped her brother. Um, but it was really cool. Cause I th- it seems like it was, uh, a nice little attempt to introduce Hinduism, like the culture or like the customs of Hinduism via a game that still seems really interesting and really entertaining and stuff like that, which wasn't something that I feel like I've seen before necessarily. I've seen like it being relevant in a game, but not have it being like the central kind of part of the central story to the game. Um, so that one was really cool. And another one I'm looking forward to, I played a one called Backworlds, which I won't talk too, too much about. It's weird. It had like a little dinosaur and it was, a puzzle game that was centered around being able to paint and I guess unpaint, if that's even a word, uh, add paint or remove paint to the world in order to, uh, solve these puzzles. It was interesting. It was okay. Um, and then I played, uh, a space for the unbound, which again was like another story heavy one where there kind of wasn't that much gameplay per se. There was a lot of walking around and talking. It's kind of, I was talking about this when I played it and it's like, it's one of the big downfalls of a, like a lot of these indie games where if you were playing it by yourself, it's fine to like read that much. But like when you're playing it on stream, 
just like it's so much reading like my throat actually started hurting last week from reading so much in all these like indie games so um but another one where the art style really stood out and the story seemed interesting and it probably would be way better for me if i didn't have to read out loud but um really cool um, again i'm still giving it a shot and i think the last one i'll mention which this one is the one that caught me off guard the most and i don't know if anybody saw this uh because zeldrick was in my stream for a while um actually i think all of y'all were in my stream for a while at some point in that one did anybody see um the missing jj macfield and the island of memories no where there was like the main character was like this kind of girl in a mini skirt i think she had a scarf on and like a jacket or something like that anybody oh, see this game um it's, it's called the missing um the rest of it's kind of a subtitle uh but it's jj macfield and the island of memories that sounds like a FMV game. No, not at all. This game is, it's like, it's probably one of the craziest games that I've seen in a while, just in terms of adding a brand new sort of game mechanic. So literally all you can do in this game, there's like five things you can do. You can walk, you can crouch, you can like basically go prone and crawl, um, and you can jump. At which point, you know, when you jump, you can grab onto things and stuff like that. But the, cra the reason why it's a crazy game mechanic is because... The whole, oh, sorry, there's one more. There's re regenerate. So she can, she basically can't die. So you have a button where if you die, you hold it to regenerate. But the whole point of the game is that you have to try to get through these levels basically by like hurting yourself. <laughs> so, like, there was like an example is there's a, uh, there was a wooden plank. Like, if you imagine sort of a seesaw in a, in a uh, playground, right? There's a wooden plank hanging off the edge of like this little short, tiny cliff. So if she walks to the edge of it, it sort of, you know, her weight causes it to tilt downward. And if she walks to the other edge, it's on the ground. So it levels out and she has to crawl under these spikes on the other side of it. So it doesn't, you know, obviously you can't just do that. You can't do that by jumping. You can't do that by like just crawling at the end because then the, the plank will tilt down and you won't be able to crawl through. So what, you, what I had to do was essentially like I had to run up to the spikes, jump into the spikes and she dies and like her leg came off. I had to crawl back to my leg, bring it over to the other side and put it on the end of on the end of the plank. So I, then I crawled back. I was like, OK, I probably can make it under now. Still couldn't make it. So I had to like stand up on my one leg and jump into it again. And like her arm came off and I had to put her arm over there. Essentially, I kept having to like kill myself and have these body parts fall off until I had enough pieces that I could carry back to the other side to be heavy enough to support what ended up being just like the top half of my body with one arm. <laughs> and then I like crawled through under all these spikes and then you stand up at the, at the other side and you regenerate. So the whole idea of the game is like in order to get through these obstacles in a lot of cases, you have to literally like dismember and maim yourself and figure out how to get past and then regenerate afterwards. And that completely caught me off guard because I had this game on my wish list and only because it like aesthetically it looked cool. So I was like, let me check it out at some point. And there just happened to be that demo. No idea that this game had anything to do with that, but it's like such a unique mechanic and I've never seen anything like it before to the point where I'm definitely going to play it. Like I'm just waiting for it to go on sale because it's still kind of full price, but it's something that I think you guys, I, you know, I'm just going to send you guys a video of it because I played like one chapter. There's a demo with four chapters, but just so you could kind of see what I'm talking about. But it's really interesting. 
like you know you knock off boxes from high platforms by throwing limbs at it after you like knock them off by running through traps it's, it's such a weird game but um yeah, there's a couple more games, but that's that's kind of all that was really noteworthy. Um, what'd you what'd you do this week, Sharpie? Uh, well, as always, I was playing Valorant, and what do you call it? I didn't play Project Winter this week. Instead, I bought this well mobile slash PC game. Uh, well, you have to buy the game, so it's not like it's free to play. But it's called Balloons, uh, Tower Defense Six. I didn't know that this was a series of games of a tower defense series because my other group of friends wanted to or uh, were playing it and they were like playing co-op and I was like co like what uh and uh what's what's so great about this game and then like they, they just said it well it's just hella fun and I was like okay well fine I'll give it a try and it was only it was ten dollars and I was like God, and I can't believe I'm paying $10 for a tower defense game that looks like, you know, something that 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 also links with your mobile account, which I didn't like again, I didn't know that this was a a thing. And surprisingly, it is very addicting. I think tower defense games in usual uh sorry, tower defense games are typically pretty addicting if you're the type of person that likes those type of games. Yeah, I it's it's not tower tower defense a lot, dude. Yeah, I I mean I I played um you know this Warcraft three mod called uh what do you call it RNZ like tower defense. I was like my very first tower defense uh experience, and the like you know tower defense games has you know prog progressively gotten better. Like you know there there was like defense grid and all that, right? And this one Warcraft 3 mod became like an actual full-fledged game that's also on Steam, I think. It's called Element Tower Defense or something like that. And now there's like, you know, this game called Bloons, B-L-O-O-N-S. And this is like the sixth one of their series. And it's just, a, it's about a bunch of monkeys who hate balloons. And... Uh, yeah, there's like the sniper. Oh, and then, the, yeah. So how this game works is like, you know, there's different types of tap towers. Like, you know, like the typical slow tower, the the um, the freeze tower, the spike tower, the AOE tower and stuff like that. And then like, there's like, uh, like, like this air unit that, that follows like the, the that, that follows like a, this certain path in a circle. And you can change like how each of these units like react. Like it, like you can set like this one particular tower to only attack the first tower, or fa the first thing that uh, in line, or you can have it set to only attack the strongest one, that or the one that takes like the most amount of hits to to go down. So yeah, so it's it's very strange how this game works. Like basically, there's like you know there's your account level. Um, upgrade path I, I should say like this this skill tree thing and there's also a unit upgrade path and um and they're they're, they're both permanent pretty much unless you want to respec your your account level stuff but the the units like they level up like at a account level and you basically have to teach them or basically, you don't teach them. Basically, you choose one of three paths that you want to take. 
you can actually go all three paths. It's just that you have to unlock all of them. And then basically you can upgrade within the game uh, with those paths. Otherwise, like you're stuck at that, you know, the first first one or the second one of their of their actual towers like path. It, I don't know how else to explain this. It's like it has like three different paths for three different things. Your account, the towers themselves, and um the towers themselves, but only uh, but per game. I don't know how else to explain this. And then there's like these and yeah, there's like this in-game economy and there's like what do you call it, you know, real money economy, I guess, like, you know, paid DLC type of thing. Or not not microtransactions, not DLC. Yeah. And I've been playing a lot of that, surprisingly enough. And I don't think this is like a game that I can stream because I don't think it will be that interesting <laughs> to for me to like talk about because it's a whole lot of it's a whole lot of uh, what's the word I'm looking for trial and error because it is a tower defense game and you have to try to figure out like what's the most optimal way to set up your towers on you know certain maps and there's a lot of maps in this game and each map has like three difficulty levels and not only that within those difficulty levels there's certain challenges like oh now you have to try to beat this with the path going backwards or you only you're only given you know ten thousand uh monkey dollars to use <laughs> <laughs> monkey dollars yeah they call it monkey dollars yeah uh and why not banana um, bucks yeah no, they're they're called like monkey dollars <laughs> okay. or something like that. Yeah. So the, yeah, it's and it yeah it it really challenges you on like being creative and being like and it has like this it the like it looks simple but it has like it feels cool or not cool it feels satisfying to actually like pop these balloons. I don't know how else to put it. I guess it's like popping, what do you call it? Um, like bubble wrap? Bubble wrap. Bubble wraps, yeah. So hmm. yeah, I've, been, I've just been playing a lot of that. And I, I just kept looking at like my Steam list and I was like saying, oh, I still got Camaro Squad, uh, XCOM Camaro Squad to play. But I was like, ah, forget it. I want to keep playing this because like, Wait, I don't have to think too Camaro much. No, I bought it a long time ago. I just never like opened it. Oh, I only opened it just to mess with the uh, the graphical settings, but that's about it. Gotcha. And my brother is playing it right now, <laughs> as we were talking about. It. Actually, when Zeldrick started talking about it, like I saw my brother just open up the game on Steam. Uh, um, other than that, mm. um, that is all what I. Did unless you have any, you guys have any other questions about what I about this game? <laughs> um, well, I, I, I guess like I, I share the same opinion that it might not be really fun to watch per se, but like, I mean, if you wanted to like be streaming, then like I, I, I have a couple friends that do this, like they're doing something monotonous or whatever to like what other people would find monotonous and they set their channel to just chatting 
and they oh yeah yeah they turn the focus more on like something else rather than like oh like here's the gameplay and like i want to show you this game it's more like no like let's talk let's have a conversation that sort of thing oh that's a that's not a bad idea just chatting is probably like the best way to grow your channel i mean there you go i mean it it, that's definitely what you could do if you want to just play balloons and then stream at the same time yeah yeah i i'll i'll think about that i didn't do any video editing this week at all well not only that i had a bunch of videos like queued up to up up to go release anyway so um well a couple things i uh i should note too is that i uh i started up need for speed heat and i played it for like about 30 minutes 45 minutes and i haven't been able to get back to it oh um, yeah i did play that too i totally forgot but i only played it on like monday tuesday monday tuesday um i was actually just as surprised with how good it looks like you guys said it looks like it looks really really good um in and, person uh, right not watching it at an <laughs> encoded video right like when you actually play it on your machine it looks really good um and then uh, I had D and D this week uh, again, and uh, it was a shorter session because uh, two of the guys couldn't make it, and um, we actually finished with the area that we were in, and now we're ready to move on with the story. Um, and so is your uh, blood pressure back to normal now? Yes, my blood pressure <laughs> is back to normal. I'm not frustrated anymore, and people were actually doing stuff that made sense. So. Um, but, uh, it was kind of a meh sort of session because, like, not much happened. Um, but, like, because, like, last week, what I was saying was that, uh, somebody, like, lit the forest on fire to make, uh, to, like, kill this one, I think it was a wooden fae or something like that, and it's, like, minions. And when I rushed in to, like, fight them, that's where, like, the session had ended. Well, this session, it started back to, like, me rushing in. We spent 30 minutes killing uh, everybody in the forest. We spent two hours putting out the fire. Like, like not, like, in-game time, but, like, the session that we had. It took 30 minutes just to finish the encounter, and then we spent most of that time putting out a fire that somebody else started. You know, sometimes I want to shoot magic missile into the darkness, and that's what I will do. No, it wasn't even just, like, some wizard that was like, oh, I'm going to shoot magic missile, and it's like, oop, it caught on fire. No, the guy was like, "Uh, I'm going to set the forest on fire with my tinderbox, because uh, it's overgrown, and I don't know how to defeat this thing that keeps one-shotting me. And it's like, I don't know. I find that pretty hilarious just to kill one thing. You set the entire forest on fire. Like when you watch it, it's funny. But when I have to deal with it, I'm just like, I fucking hate you. Like, why did you do this? <laughs> there were, uh, at any rate, like in any other like visual of it, it would have been funny with a different group of people. It would have been funny. But like, nah, this was just frustrating. Um, but uh it it seems like that we're getting closer to the end of the campaign. Like, not like, you know, the movie, the story, the movie, the story is moving along, but that like weird, I think the last quarter of the campaign, which is actually exciting because uh, I would like to do a, a different campaign or start my own. So, um, and uh, 
I also got news um, from one of my friends, one of my uh, my old friends. Uh, she was saying that like, oh, like I want to do a Curse of Strahd campaign, and, and that one's actually notorious for like new people or like when you when you play through campaigns and stuff if you're new to it like curse of strata is really tough shit and there's a lot of in intricate parts to it um and then like after that it's uh um something uh, tiamat like there's a, there's a there's a campaign that with the name tiamat in it and then that's the really really hard one um but uh but if she actually gets all that together and is setting up a curse of strahd campaign and like i'm really excited um because she's a good storyteller and she knows how to set things up right and everything so um so yeah that, that, that was it that's the only thing i wanted to add all right cool all right let's get on with the news holy shit we spent an hour on what we did um did you guys see the unreal 5 engine uh, actually, all of us watched it. I, I, actually, I don't know if Lady Infamous was in. The... I was in there. I was. In you there. were okay. Um, so this is a detail that I completely missed when watching this, but this was all rendered on a PlayStation Five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I totally didn't know that. So, um, this kind of reminds me of remember that about ten years ago there was that one demonstration by euclidean software or euclidean technologies or whatever the hell they were called that about unlimited details i remember you, you talking about that? that a while ago I, was, I don't think i remember that oops holy shit yeah so yeah there was a yeah there was like this one company in australia that had this thing and everybody oh, called it a scam I knew what, it, what it was yeah well i'm sorry what was the last thing you said yeah no everybody called it a scam because there's no way that that's possible but it is it's totally possible yeah well i mean with the technology like you know the technology and stuff like that 10 like years ago. yeah 10 years ago and then everybody was like saying there's no way that you know polygons can go that much like per atom like each grain of sand was like 88 different 80 had like 80 polygons each and stuff like that each grain and this of is sand. grains of sand yeah Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> but the thing about all of that is, like, when you talk about it, this is completely sort of off topic from the Unreal 5 engine, but the Euclidean um, technology stuff, it's feasible if you do the optimization, the math right. Like, that's, that, that's all it is. So, like, if, if you have your engine and the calculations running correctly, then it is possible but you also need to have like the hardware to support it yeah but then yeah so yeah but anyways back to the unreal 5 thing um god this eight, is gorgeous 80, yeah it looks ridiculous yeah you just have to not like you, you can't watch it like through my stream <laughs> you gotta yeah, like well, kind of go back and watch the actual video it's like crazy looking yeah, I'm yeah, really no, watching well, right now. Not only that, the 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 mere, fa but then like I'm like questioning it because they say like, well, okay, well, if this is so something like you know, like if this thing has like eight, eighty, what was it, eighty million uh, triangles? triangles, yeah, for this one statue, how big is this file? Huh? Like just, uh, I mean, like just that model alone would probably be like 
you know, like at least a hundred gigs, right? I'm not sure about that because, no. like, you know how we've been talking a lot um, for like the past. It it came up uh, a few months ago, I believe, or longer than that. That when we talked about like the future of games or the future of VR and stuff like that, we and also like just technology in itself, we've reached a point where it is now optimization and not how good it looks. So I believe that's what it is here. Like you can only go so far with like how good it looks, but then like it, it's only going to look as good as far as like your optimization goes. Yeah, but remember, they said that this is film grade stuff. Film grade stuff tends to ha be like pretty large files, if I recall. Oh, I'm not even like, I'm not even like <laughs> saying that. Oh, it's not going to be like 100 gigs or something like that for like a simple demo. I'm, I'm not even like debating about that. But like, the reason why it can look this good at all, um. And I guess this is where we come into the uh, issue that we talked about a while when it came to like Modern Warfare and how that shit was like 100 gigs or 150 gigs on PC or some shit like that, where it's like, yeah, we're going to need bigger hard drives. Um, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, what do you think? What did you think? I, I personally enjoyed the the tech demo. Um, it's going to be available for everyone probably early 2021 and this it looks good but it also reflects on how much uh progress games is going to do with this engine and it's a choice people don't i hope that like next gen people use this engine because from what oh, i definitely oh definitely will do you know why well uh i actually want to butt in and like give an example uh Final Fantasy VII Remake uses uses Unreal Engine 4, and Final Fantasy XV did. And, like, there's more and more companies that are using Unreal, or that were using Unreal Engine 4, like, to this day. So, um, it, it, it's becoming more of a wide-used thing in AAA companies. So, I'm, yeah, I'm well pretty sure that, like... They're like they're gonna jump on board immediately to Unreal Engine Five instead of being like, oh yeah, we're just gonna create our own. No, fuck that. They already have it right here. Just use this. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. The, the the reason why I say like people are gonna use this engine is because um back uh, back in uh, Unreal Four or I guess currently with Unreal Four, uh, a lot of indie companies like they they say like I think Epic said, uh, if you make more than fifteen thousand dollars or something like that like then you have to pay a fee but now they're making it so like if you make more than a million dollars you have to pay a fee oh so the fifty dollar fifty thousand dollar limit is or whatever is not there was well, raised 20 fold holy shit yeah so the indie devs are gonna like latch onto this yeah exactly and then now like you know and then you know sony was the was always using their in in-house what do you call it engine thing and now they're like you know epic's like saying you know we're like an engine company why not just use our engine and i think this is like a way for them to just keep expanding uh their engine but i have a feeling like if the, if they be, if there's going to be no competition because i don't think frostbite's doing that well and i don't think um cry crisis is oh cry engine is doing that well like i feel like 
this is gonna like it's gonna start start becoming like this a, a pro a, a monopoly. Um, th th I always thought that like the uh, Unreal Engine was not necessarily butting heads, but when it came to an engine that people use, and that was I don't know how easy it is to work these both these engines compared to others, but Unreal Engine and Unity. Both of those are most commonly used when it comes to just games in general when you when you see stuff. Um I believe yeah, it is. It, this is true. It, when it comes to like higher budgets and stuff, um people don't use Unity. But Unity is actually very very uh uh They use a C sharp, right? It should be fairly simple. I believe so. I believe it is C sharp, um, yeah, but it's versatile. Yeah. Unity is very versatile, um, just kind of like how Unreal Engine Four is. Because if you look at any the list of games that uses Unreal Engine Four, like they all look vastly different, but they all look really good. So yeah, um, I mean T or Zeldrick, have you guys yeah. ever dabbled with any of these engines? No, I haven't done that yet. Just Unity for a little bit. Um, never, never Unreal. No, I don't because you know I I had aspirations at one point to get into like making a game, but I don't think I ever really dived in deep enough to where I needed to start working in Unity or anything like that. I was actually at the time that I was doing it, I was trying to like build an engine from scratch essentially. So I haven't had really. That How was that like? Oh, it's super difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy hard. That's why I never finished it. Um. But you know oh, yeah. what, what, what uh, the most exciting thing to come out of this is think about all of those projects that is Pokemon, but an Unreal Engine 5. Mario, but an Unreal Engine 5. Look at how good it could look. Yeah, I think Mario, like somebody made like a Mario 64 with Unreal, like 3 or 4, I forgot. But it, And then Unreal like, you know, Engine Nintendo 4. quickly took them... Yeah, I don't remember, but it's one of those. <laughs> it's like a huge joke that like so many people are just like, oh man, like look at how good this game could look if just the Nintendo could it would just use Unreal Engine. I mean, come on, devs, get with it. And it's like, dude, fuck off. Like, shut up. Uh, um, the, most th the thing I'm most excited about is like, you know how during the demo they showed that um, they had a bunch of like bugs in there and it was like interacting with the light, like wherever you would position the light, they would actually scatter based on where the light was. Like they were actually reacting to the light source. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. That I first like thought it was a, yeah. At first I thought it was like a, <laughs> a ray tracing thing, but I was like, Oh no, this is no ray tracing. There mm -hmm. will be implementation with ray tracing, but like, and then they're there. They actually showed it off apparently, but then like it wasn't optimized. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, just don't do I was surprised. It's not ray tracing. Um, the, the thing that I was actually thinking about when, uh, as soon as I learned that this was running on a PlayStation 5 is that like, I want to know what it, how it runs or like what they have to change, if at all, if it's running on an Xbox Series X. Like, I, I want to see not that. not that much. Yeah, they said that, I guess they, uh, I think they were asked if it could run on the Series X and all their response was just, we're not running it on Series X. Like, the, it was... I guess specifically built for the PS5, so right. Yeah, it'd be an interesting question to see how how much effort it would take. Um, 
because theoretically that would mean i guess if it's easy enough that that mean that like some of the if you tried to make this for ps5 it might be easy eh, not easy but doable to port it over to the xbox maybe it'd be a reason to have like some stuff that's not just ps5 exclusive that might be currently that'd be cool yeah yeah but because it was it was a demo on PlayStation, imagine how much better it will look on a PC. Uh, depends on if your PC can handle it looking better than that. Yeah, well, and you, you, I guess you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, I, I think at that point, wouldn't it just be the textures that like say, the, the most notable thing, anyways? Do you think it would look that much better or just kind of like perform at like higher frame rates essentially? Being able to perform like more than a, more than 60 frames, like that's a huge deal. That's actually a really huge, huge deal. Um, sure, but that's more for like playability though. Right, right. That's not really like making the game look much better. Do you think that we'll come to the point where games are not going to look much better? Definitely. They have to get better. I think we'll hit a threshold where it's just like I mean, you just, you, you hit a wall. I think, I don't think we'll ever get there to where, like, we never climb over that wall, but I feel like there is a very specific threshold that I don't know how you could possibly go past it, honestly, in the sense of, like, if you can make things photorealistic, how do you make it look better than that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what the hell does that look like? So, yeah. I mean, there. I think there is a glass ceiling for us to hit at some point, but I don't think we're anywhere near that at this point. There's a. I shot. guess that's why they chose like to make the character in that demo look like kind of cartoonish but realistic because they didn't want to put put her at an uncanny valley. That's true. Like I actually have the the video paused on like her face right now, and um, that's that's true. I think I think you're right about that. There is uh, something very notable, and um, it is the last part of the video. Just when she's standing over, and you see the, you see the uh, all the ruins, but you see even further out than that. Um, yeah, it has like a crazy draw distance. <laughs> crazy draw distance. Yeah, and the Super fact fun. that there's no pop-ins because everything is going to be rendered at full scale. Yeah. No LODs. Dude, your PS5 is going to be smoking. <laughs> it's going to be running so hot off of it. I can't wait to make my PS5 a heater. I can't wait. You know what's funny? Like, all my, a bunch of my, you know, console only friends are like saying, oh, yeah, take that, PC players. <laughs> well, the PS5 is going to take over. I mean, it's just console wars. PC is part of console wars, really. So, is it really? Yeah, definitely is. Like this, it, that's why people. Some people will say like, "Oh, you should play this on PC," because you're totally part of the console wars, dude. Yeah, you always tell us we should play it on PC instead of console. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> it runs better. You sound yeah, like a fanboy. You, you can still play with controller. You sound like a fanboy yeah. though, Loki. That's the same. <laughs> <laughs> that's the console wars. Mine is better. I than made yours. your mother during the console wars. Huh? It was a beautiful time. She was the Xbox. I was the PS4. We met. It was love on the battlefield. You fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, so you, gotta, you might say like, "Oh, it looks looks and performs better," and then somebody's gonna be like, "Yeah, well, you got it." 
keep paying more to keep yours up to date and be able to run games and mine's just always going to work or something or it's yours is more expensive that's you know it's not just all about like does it which one looks better which one's the better value so yeah i definitely would piece would put pc as part of the wars i guess maybe it's not console wars at that point but yeah either way yeah it would probably look it probably would be way better on pc i'd imagine as long as your pc can handle it but it was still that was a great demo though. I gotta give it to him for that. One. Yeah, it, I, I was like, I was like, I was like, holy shit, dude! Have you? Do you see like the digital foundry like, um, video on it, no. and how they, how they like analyze it and all that? They're like saying, yeah, this is great. And there was like a graphic designer that um that I watched. I mean, at at the time he only had like like three hundred views, and he was like, he, and he was like. Yeah, this is gonna change a lot, and this is running on a PS Five. Like, like this is gonna change a whole lot when it comes to like gaming, visually. Yeah, so far so good on this like summer games thing, because this was part of that, right? Yeah. See, this is summer what games this. Yeah, I think this is how. Um, this is this is like a that was like the best way to show off a demo, not some video. Like some pre-rendered video although that could have been a pre-rendered video with um you know they just slapped on like playstation ui but you know what i mean yeah but i bet that wasn't i'm sure that was like that was probably like in engine that would be yeah. super lame if it was pre-rendered <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean half the world's triangle was in that one room right Oh, with all those, statues. all those statues yeah yeah half the world's triangles was in that one room um do you guys see Skullgirls getting updated i did the only thing i i read about it was that the net code got improved well, it's not just the netcode. You can actually see if the person is on, uh, if your opponent is on Wi-Fi, and you can choose to play with them or not. That's the other thing. I forgot about that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Yeah. Fucking... And then you see a bunch of people complaining, it's like saying, "Oh, nobody's going to play with me anymore." It's like saying, "Well, why are you playing a fighting game?" It's like saying, "I want to get into fighting games com uh, like super competitively." It's like get get hardwired then. Man, fuck you. Like, pay 10 bucks for an Ethernet cable. <laughs> yeah. God, it's so bad. Like, I understand, like, when people are, like, it, their console is in a different room and, like, it's not near the modem or whatever the hell and they have to be on Wi-Fi with their console or their laptop or whatever. But, like, how did I fix that? I got one of those uh, Ethernet sockets that plugs into the power, the power Ethernet. Oh, power thing. line. Oh, power power line Ethernet. Yeah, I used is. to use that. I use that, and I, I I get the same amount of speed as being hardwired into that uh, modem. Um, there was actually a time when I first moved in here where I plugged in the power line and I was getting faster speed than my uh, than what my box was doing. Which makes me think that, like, I think my internet was connected to somebody else's, um, fucking strip. Um, but anyways. Um, but yeah, that, that's a way to solve your, your Wi-Fi woes or whatever the fuck. Like, 
don't ruin everybody else's game because you're on Wi-Fi. I mean, yeah. it kind of makes sense because, like, Skullgirls is going to be part of, like, that whole EVO online tournament. So I'm, I'm sure they want, well, number one, in terms of, like, wanting to make it so that people who want to participate in the tournament, tournament get to practice against um, people who they might actually, you know, people with strong enough connections and, like, where they get, um, where their frame, their frame rate is, like, good enough, like, that you might actually be able to, like, play against them in a tournament. Mm-hmm. It's kind of not really practice if you're playing against somebody with a shitty connection. You know what I mean? Like, you're it's not terrible. playing the game the way that you're going to be playing it, for example, in that tournament, theoretically. So, um, and I'm sure they probably will even, even with that, like, if you're, if you try to decide to enroll in the tournament, they might disqualify you if you're trying to just do Wi-Fi. So that also helps them out. But, um, yeah, I bet it has a lot to do with the fact that Evo is going to be online and Skullgirls is part of it now. I didn't know Skullgirls was still, like, an Evo game. It well, isn't. It's, like, it's never been an Evo game except for, like, a little side tournament, like, since it got released. But, like, they they just added it that they're going to have it. Like, you know how, like, they just announced Evo online. There was, like, a bunch of games that they added in there. Mm-hmm. that weren't in the original list. Uh, Skullgirls just got added in there. Mortal Kombat wasn't even in there. Mortal Kombat 11. Actually, it, all four of those games for EVO Online weren't even a part of the original roster. Yeah, exactly. MK11, Killer Instinct, uh, Them's Fighting Herds, That's and Skull, Skullgirls. What? The fact that Killer Instinct is there is badass. I, I cannot express how excited I am for Killer Instinct to be at EVO again. I'm so excited. That game is super fun to watch, and it's so much fun to play. And like, that's like such a good choice to have it there. It is like, and Killer Instinct is like, I I I really want more eyes to be on Killer Instinct and to have potential for another Killer Instinct sometime in the near future. Uh, but with Evil Online, this is this is also telling for just the devs as well for all these fighting games like yeah. all of all of your guys' uh, uh, games got cut to a special exhibition match that is um in person only and those are going to be recorded they're not going to be shown live they're, those are going to be recorded and with very specific Dude, the people the craziest one is the fact that super smash brothers ultimate is out yeah, it got cut That's entirely. <laughs> yeah, because it has terrible online. And also, I don't know about, like, the reason why I got cut from, like, the exhibition match entirely. But, um, but like, to continue, like, what I'm saying is that for everybody, uh, for all the developers of, like, Capcom and, um, and SNK and, like, everybody else... This is telling to all of them that your online sucks. <laughs> you need yeah, to fix your online. They're making. Yeah. yeah. So I hope it actually hits them somewhere. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Capcom and SNK and all that really cares, but I don't think Nintendo really cares. Uh, Nintendo is a different case just because uh, whenever it, people have have asked to like, get some help from Nintendo for a Smash tournament or whatever, and they just get kicked to the curb. They won't help at all. Um, and they just, they don't pay attention to uh, tournament scenes at all. Yeah, but yeah. like, what the inadvertent consequence of this could be is like, if Nint- let's say this ends up being like a trend in the future, um, 
maybe a lot of people won't actually get the next Smash Brothers specifically because they know, like, you know, a lot of people get it probably because they want to compete in tournaments. So it's like if you know that they'll, it'll never be there because they never put an emphasis on having good net code, then maybe you won't be likely to buy it in the future. This is true. Uh, and we'll probably be waiting for years until oh, yeah. that. It's, they're not going to do nothing. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Even well, if they realize before they even realize if if it does have an impact that it and possibly be too late to come in. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's Nintendo's online infrastructure that is the core problem with all of it because even while uh, Splatoon two is it, it it's online and not that many people complain about the online or you don't really hear about it. It's still a problem. Like it's not the best. The the online first Splatoon two like it runs decent, and it just it functions. But the entire infrastructure for Nintendo Online as a competitive means it just sucks altogether. Um, so it, it would just it would have to be like the next generation of Nintendo for them to do that because they're not able to do that on the Switch because that's an undertaking that is way too hard at in the middle of a console. Um, there was something else. Oh yeah, but it's also that we'll ha we'll have to wait a long time for just Smash in general because this next season pass of DLC is the last one, and they're stopping support for it. Oh really? Yeah, like they're not they're not gonna do anything with Super Smash Brothers uh, after the this next season pass. Damn. Probably. I feel like this is one. this was gonna be our last Smash game or something. I mean, the it way that they, for a little while, it won't be permanently guaranteed. That, there's no way it'll be permanent. It's going to yeah. be like a long time before we get another Smash game. You think the next Smash game is going to have as many characters? Oh, they're going to have to. Yeah. Like they can't go back on that on everybody's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody left. <laughs> it's like everybody's here. It's like next game, everybody left. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, good on Skullgirls and their team. Let me see. I mean, I don't even know if they've wait. They did something after Skullgirls, right? Were they the ones that did Indivisible? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's right. I was gonna say. And oh yeah, they had an update for that too. Yep, for multiplayer. Yeah, multiplayer. Or oh, no, there was also challenges. I mean. Oh, I didn't hear about that one. Yeah, there's there's like it's a DLC. Like you just play a bunch of challenges yeah i think it's like eight dollars i don't know if it's worth it for me right now um the uh, other announcement that we got um was uh, a long i don't know about a long one uh gameplay of ghost of tsushima and... oh yeah i didn't see it oh, oh wow it, you didn't see this it? actually i'm sorry i'm surprised you didn't see it i'm surprised you didn't see it well, I think we yeah, yeah you, you I, were on my we were all watching on my stream right like all three of us just Sharpie wasn't there yeah yeah more than likely yeah I didn't see it it looked what uh, you guys think it looked like a downgrade but what we saw was twenty eighteen Zaza mm -hmm. like what what do you think like felt what do you think felt like a downgrade it was less vibrant I would say but probably I'm just nitpicking here um I I thoroughly oh I guess yeah in the beginning when they showed them like with all the trees and fall mm -hmm. and stuff like that mm -hmm. right yeah it's looking like spring in uh 2018 but then the, what we got uh earlier this week 
looked it up much darker, much grayer looking wise, but it didn't it didn't like take away from the actual gameplay. I loved how the wind is like your travel marker to go where you need to go. Um I, I got a little, a... I, I, it was, it, it, like I got a little far far cry samurai vibes because you gotta like take over fishing ports and towns to I guess level up. But I'm very interested in this game. Um I probably this is gonna be my last purchase for the PlayStation 4 right now. I Wow, really? Okay. I have to really disagree. There was a lot of color in this. There was a lot of color. There was a lot of greens. There was a different scene where you, they were at a camp and there was bu- a, a bunch of browns and reds. Like it was, it was very film esque when it comes to like different scenes having their own like visual color. Um, there was like a lot of uh, well, it being nighttime when they took out the when he took out the boat. Yeah, of course. Like there was, it was just a bunch of blue and like. Yeah. I think Lady Infamous was talking about vibrancy, not like lack of color. Yeah, vibrancy yeah. means like str- uh, the strength of the color. Okay, yeah, so that's why I like what she was when she was talking about like the how the last time we saw it, it was like autumn. So like a lot of trees were like red and orange and yellow and stuff like that. So it's you know colors that probably would stand out a little bit more than like you know the darker colors you probably get in a nighttime scene or something. But obviously there's green everywhere. But but I'm I'm um, digging I'm I'm digging it. That though. stuff kind I, of tends to be more vibrant. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm gonna, I'm a cop it. I'm a can't wait to. I can't wait to get into this world. I need to know what's going on in that world. Um, I, I'm I I enjoyed it personally, so I can't wait. I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait to put that in black and white and yes. have and ha- and have vo- Japanese voiceovers. You know, Fucking... play it like it's a Kurosawa game. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually tempted mode. to like play a lot. Of... Yeah. What'd you say? A photo mode in the game? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs one. Oh, they're gonna have that. Interested in that? I don't know if I necessarily know why that's super relevant, but it seemed like you were interested in like the photo mode. Yeah, yeah. I was really interested in photo mode. I just like what? What would you imagine people might do with it? A lot. A lot of scenery, of uh, pictures, landscapes, of. Uh, Samurai structures, all that good shit. I can imagine what ghosts and photo mode could be. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, Tomb Raider did something like that. Mm-hmm. And what do you call it? Like, like some kind of outlet where people showcase all yeah, their stuff. Like, did they have some? Yeah, like on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, oh, just on Instagram. Got you. Yeah, like what do you call it? I know Crystal Dynamics did something uh, similar with Tomb Raider. Like, they, they, yeah. They said use photo mode and use all these filters in game and like this uh, use any kind any of these you know structured frames and stuff like that and then we'll give somebody something or something like it was like a giveaway oh, contest. contest yeah gotcha. yeah when uh God of War got a um a photo mode and the Santa Monica Studios Twitter and the PlayStation Twitter blew the fuck up when uh when that photo mode i think it was added afterwards but even then like because it had a photo mode like it was every single week there was always like a showcasing of different people's photos um by the studios or not like from the fans to the studios and like they were all like really good um i remember i think it was actually 
still re- I don't want to say recently, but a long time afterwards, uh, Senua's Sacrifice, that was getting community spotlights for uh, um, for uh, for PlayStation as well. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, like that, that was getting spotlights as well. Like a lot of these, having a photo mode in in your game does wonders. Like it gives people an outlet to show their creativity, and when like the photo mode itself, like when you're doing so much with it, and then you hit that limitation. You do what you can within the game, you save that photo, put it on your computer to add the couple touches to it, and you're done. Like, the more options you give to your players of taking pictures, because, like, you have this, con- like, the developer has this confidence of, like, okay, we, like, we know we built this to be visually pleasing to the eye, and, like, we want to you guys to, like, show off, like, what you can do with our photo mode and stuff like that. Yeah, like you get a lot of good creations out of it. So that's why I think like Ghost of Tsushima, it's actually a lot of PlayStation games mainly because I don't even think that a lot of Xbox games like with the cross-platform thing, they don't have like a photo mode for a lot of this stuff. No, we got snapshots. We got screenshots. You do? Okay, okay. Um, Yeah, I think the screenshots are a little bit different because I swear like, at least in the um the Ghost of Tsushima demo, they totally had like you could like once you pose somebody, you could change the type of grass or like whatever type of elements were sort of blowing in the breeze and like I think it was more of a legit photo mode than what you would get on Xbox. Xbox is kinda like, Oh yeah, press a button and it'll take a snapshot right now. But it seemed like the, the Ghost of Shima, Tsushima one was like a little bit more customizable and they're trying to get like I think they're trying to make it so that it's like more again more of a creative outlet than just like here just take a quick snap. Yeah, I think uh if if what you're des- what you guys are describing is like what Zeldri- uh, Zeldrick it remind uh tell me if it's like what do you call it Final Fantasy 14's um That was a, a G pose thing. Oh, 14, sorry. I was thinking uh 15. Uh the G pose thing, yes. Um, to an extent, like the the G post thing does give you like the option with other people like to do the last emote. Um, though, like, and you can like change some of the lighting and the position of, of some of the lighting. You and you can freeze frame, or you can use like the and all that too. A lot of ways, yes. the 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 G post thing in fourteen is like what we have for photo modes. Um, as well as like adding a border and stuff like that but um i don't remember if like with the freeze frame you can change somebody's expression or you can you can can. Uh, that's that's how i if you ever looked at my uh my character's instagram like you see a lot of her uh that that i made like majority of those screenshots were in g pose okay and then um like if you're doing a g pose like with somebody can you click them in and out while in the G pose, like to make them go away? Um, yeah, or you can reposition them if I remember correctly. Okay, so yeah, it is a lot like G pose and fourteen. Um, so uh, actually, another another game I want to mention is um, like all jokes aside, uh, Death Stranding, because that got a photo mode afterwards, 
and it those shots look beautiful as fuck there's there's shots that people have taken that get reposted from kojima and um his production studio that look like movie posters and they're phenomenal so uh, if you have a good looking game and you have confidence in it please put a photo mode like you definitely should Um, yeah the uh as well as like the the vibes that um lady infamous was was getting from it um like i when i rewatched the video i was looking at the menus i was looking how at like button presses i was looking at how things worked and i was getting a lot of vibes from um infamous second son uh the only thing that they didn't show was and i'm kind of glad for it is any sort of um touchpad sort of usability for it um not that like it hindered anything in second son it didn't um because the only one that i can remember from that was you had to swipe on to on the touchpad to open a door or do something and then there was like some a couple of other things that you did with the touchpad be able to do an action in the game that wasn't combat related um but that's the only thing i noticed uh was that they didn't show any utilization of the touchpad um, to do actions. So I'm glad for that. But yeah, I, I see a lot of um, infamous Second Son from this. Uh, and uh, it again, another game that I recommend playing through. It's a good one. All right, cool. Um, now off to the, like, the bad news. Did you guys see, like, have you, you guys know the game The Calling too? Oh, the calling. So I, 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 oh yeah, I heard that there was news about it, but like, it was just it's pay to play or pay per game uh, per match. So they're doing money matches now. Idea. (laughs) And they're like, and then they're like saying, yeah, this is a great idea. That's a horrible idea. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on, because this is news to me. Is it money matches? No. It, it ju- it's just to play one game, you have to pay like a dollar. Wow, so that you, company you can needs be, to burn you... to the ground. Yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, like, let's say you die within 15 seconds. Like, well, here's another dollar you have to pay. That's so bullshit. Why? Who would ever think about this? Well, like... clearly these guys, and now they're giving like Activision and Blizzard some ideas. Oh, God, don't. Uh, I don't think they'll do it, dude. I think that's... I mean, I don't know. I would imagine that's like most people can acknowledge that that's a bad idea because it's it's like really number one. I think the only way that you'd kind of get somebody to continue to pay per game and like doing do it the long term is if they have if you're basically playing into their like addictive personality. Like I think anybody at some point is just gonna be like, no, I, I'm you know I could pay I could buy a game for sixty dollars or whatever. Or I could play this game where, like, you know, where you buy it for sixty dollars, you might play like thousands of matches. Or you buy this, you pay per match. At which point, if you want to play the same number, it's like thousands of dollars. Or even if it was like fifty cents a match, it's still like, even if it was like five hundred dollars, it's like I don't know anybody that's gonna do that. I get, I get where it's like kind of a play on the whole idea of um, microtransactions, like seemingly working really well. But that's that's they're forgetting that the reason why microtransactions tends to work really well is because usually you have a full game already. So you're just like adding on to that full game you have. Now you have a game that you're paying every time to play. That's uh, 
I don't know, dude. I don't think that's gonna work out too well. <laughs> I think I think the idea was like saying, well, back in the day, you know, I know like arcades. arcades. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that was a quarter. How many of y'all think you would go to an arcade right now and spend like ten dollars on a single game? Fuck that! Mortal I don't Kombat? even go to arcades if now. Mortal Kombat, maybe five. <laughs> Well, it's arcades, I think it's more like an experience, right? Yeah, it's more of an experience yeah. thing versus that I need to play this arcade game, so I'm going to spend my money on this particular game. It's like a Dave and Buster's experience. Yeah, yeah, but that's what and that's kind of what I mean, right? Where I say, how do you get somebody to continue doing that over the long term versus like what you just said, somebody pays $5 and they're like, okay, I got like a little fun experience out of it. And then they just stop playing and play something else that they already own. I don't know how you keep people over the long term unless they're really like like i said unless they have that addictive personality and you're playing into that it's it's such a that's a weird way of doing things i actually didn't even know the culling 2 was still around yeah it was free to play for some time now you have to buy the game and pay to play oh wait really you still have to buy the game yeah how much is the game uh i'm not sure maybe i think like 20 dollars or something like that so you have to pay. So what are you buying then? You're, <laughs> you're buying, buying the game. To, yeah, but you have to pay to play every match. So what did you buy? Uh, the ability to play the game. <laughs> you paid like money. Going into an arcade and paying twenty dollars to get in. <laughs> no sense. <laughs> Interesting. I'm, I, yeah, I got. I'd like to know how much they plan on charging for this. No, it's like a dollar per game, or you can buy Is a bundle really, of yeah, like. That's accurate. There's like a dollar per game. Uh, actually, hold on, let me see. And can it, you win something? No, it, it's just being able to play. Their excuse is like it costs a lot of money to like run these servers for a free-to-play game. Well, yeah, I mean, make a subscription basis. I, on, honestly, it sounds like they don't have a lot of confidence in their game. Because, like, I imagine if you, if you say that, if you say that and you're unwilling to do, like, a subscription-based model, I imagine it's because... Oh, there is like, a subscription-based model, too. You can choose, you can choose to opt in to do that. I, I'm, like, trying, I'm looking for it. Okay, all right. So yeah, but say, there was, like, an announcement video on their YouTube page, or YouTube, yeah, their YouTube. And do you know if there was, like, a still a pretty active community in the game at the moment? I I, I, I believe Twitch so. Doing it all the time, like playing that game, they used to love it. It's funny because like after the calling was released, and then after what a month, I didn't hear anything about that game until today. That's what I was saying. I didn't know. I didn't know it still existed. Yeah. I, okay. So here stuff. it is. Okay. So in United States dollars, um, oh base price <laughs> five ninety nine to buy the game. Okay, that's not bad. You get one free daily online match token. <laughs> oh my god. Um, you can win tokens by once. winning the game. Oh. Uh, Alright. So if you want, if you want first place, then you, you can play the next one for free. That um, sounds like too much work. That's what it sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> um, three pack, 99 cents. 10 pack 2.99 20 pack 4.99 unlimited online pass that's, for 7 days $2 that's still like 30 days that sound $6 like, that's not like too much money and too much time I'm sorry it's a no for me dog Yeah that's such it's to me it seems so prohibitive in terms of like in terms of trying to get somebody long term cuz you're like 
oh, let me get an unlimited pass for a month and it's six dollars. That means that like you sp it costs seventy two dollars to be able to play it for a year. Yeah. It's like, are you gonna do that again the next year? Like, I'm guessing most people probably won't, especially considering like it's not like they're the only BR in existence. Mm -hmm. It's like I want to show you like how they how they announced this. Um, here's a screenshot from the video from their official after this finishes uploading because internet right now is pretty shit right now. <laughs> oh god. Okay, well, whatever. Let's just continue until it starts yeah, yeah. uploading. But oh, here. Um, I mean, I get it. Here it is. Here it is. Different model, but with the guy just sitting there and be like, "Here, let me explain this." <laughs> oh my god. I don't. I. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat as Zeldrick, where I'm like, I just did. I haven't heard enough from like this game since like it first came out for me to think that there's like an audience that's gonna pay for that. No. Nobody would come up with this model. It's not like if it was, yeah, if it was like Fortnite and they did that, then people would probably still, I mean, it might lose some of their like community that was playing the game, but a lot of people would buy into that game in order to, yeah. you know, they do like the unlimited pass every month or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. The culling, isn't it still just BR? There's like nothing else to it. It's I believe just, so. Yep, you're right. It's just BR, but is more looking like uh, Hunger Games. Yeah. Um, but so and, was Darwin Project. Right, and that's shutting his <laughs> servers down. Oh, yeah, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking, no, like, nobody has heard of the culling for several, several months. I mean, as far as for mass media is concerned. Yeah. And they're coming back, but you gotta pay per token to play each match. Uh, no, now we really don't want to play you. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Well, okay, you said, like, you know, if they start doing this with Fortnite. Okay, now I have a question. Well, you know what else is a popular game? Apex Legends? Oh, Call of Duty. Sure. So I think they would Lady Infamous, would you pay <laughs> pay, pay uh, money per, per match? No. See what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> if, if Call of Duty started doing this? I wouldn't be playing Call of Duty. Yeah, she would just, that's what I'm saying. Like, even the hardcore players, unless you, like, have that addictive personality, which, like, as far as I know, Lady of Miss doesn't have, she could be like, yeah, that's not worth it. What if, well, okay, what if the game was five $5.99? No, no, because, no, it doesn't, for, first of all, for in Call of Duty sense, uh, the base game is $60, uh, or base game, so all the extra added stuff is more than that, but with at least with the base $60, you still have access to the content of multiplayer. Sharpie is trying to tell me after I don't pay $60 that I got to continuously pay $6 a month. Well, no, no, that's why I was yeah, no, 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 that's why he said $6. Yeah, $6 for the base game. Like six, $6, not what, $60. Right, so what if you, instead of paying $60 initially for Call of Duty Modern Warfare, you paid $6 ain't, and then ain't that had more? to... Was that? Ain't that more? No. Well, I mean, like over time. Over time. Yeah. It over is. time, yeah. But like, so, what we're saying is that, like, in it, in the long run, it is a lot more expensive. But initially, for like the first, I think, 
I guess uh, six months. The base no, no, investment no. is gonna be super low, and then no, like, no, 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 because it's seventy-two dollars a year. I won't even. That means I really have to spend. I really have to be on that game twenty-four-seven for me to even justify me spending seventy-two dollars a year. There I can't you go. do it. I can't do it. I love Call of Duty, but if I play too much, I get burnt out and I can't play. Sure. And, and, and that's what somebody who played Call of Duty for a long time. Oh, you can't. Let me add something to it. No, before you answer. What do you mean? What if, what if they release one every year? They do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I don't have to. But I, so now but I don't it's have seventy-two dollars every year. No, it's not. If they, it's sixty dollars every year. Yo, they're not gonna up that price twelve dollars. No. No, no. I'm saying so. It's six dollars for the base price, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's five ninety-nine each month for a thirty-day thing. So that's like. Another six. That sounds like a ad, that's an added that's commitment. That's seventy-two dollars. That's an added commitment. $8. That's an added commitment and a, another bill that I don't need. Have you ever done the um, battle pass? No, I haven't paid for it. I use. You never paid for mm-hmm. it. Oh, okay. I earned I, when I first initially got. You did the free tier battle pass. No, this is what you do. When I initially bought Call of Duty Modern Warfare, it came with like two thousand COD points. So it costs. Mm-hmm. A thousand dollar, a thousand COD points to open up battle pass, and you level up to a hundred. When you level up to a hundred, you're gonna get double XP tokens, COD points through that hundred tiers, and that's how I paid for uh, season one and season two with my COD points that I already paid with my initial purchase. And that's how I've been. But I ain't spent no money on no COD. Oh, but real quick, how much was your initial purchase? Sixty dollars. Okay, so you didn't do any like the deluxe? No, or anything no. Like that. Okay, I'm a gotcha. I'm a Call of Duty pro. I don't need that. I just need the game. I just need the game. Okay. But you don't want those six skins to nah. to show off. The only skin that I wanted, I got it at season two, and then I got the dog. I got the dog at season three. I'm good. I'm satisfied. Um. So I actually want to sort of nit- not nitpick the infamous on this, but like it more is like Call of Duty because it's sixty dollars for the game. And with tax, I always like round it like uh, like ten percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I always do ten percent. So about sixty six dollars, sixty seven dollars, or what have you. Um, I mean, it's still like seven dollars, six dollars shy, five, six, seven dollars shy of the seventy two. Call of Duty is every year, for the most part. For the most part, it, like there's a new one every year. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, you are a couple bucks shy of, like, doing the same thing as, like, the calling is, like, right here. And plus, that could totally be that, like, you could totally, if you played it less about I need to have it, like, literally all the time, it could be cheaper. Maybe, so yeah. You could pay so, your initial $6 and then be like, oh, this month I'm going to try some other yeah, games. So then you don't pay it that month. And I understand, but in this particular. $6 in the, you buy a couple. I understand. Yeah, sorry. I understand. It's just with this this particular game, this is my first time doing the tournament circuit. So mm-hmm. it's like I can't like have them like for example, if I'm in the tournament circuit, I can't have like a month here and a month there and a month there. I gotta literally be practicing during the week before I even do my tournaments on Saturday. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I got to have the I have to have access to the game all the time. And if I miss one payment, it just I I, I I just I can't do it, man. It's a no. Think about that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, what if you could pay it all up front though? You just like seventy two in this for the year. No, that's that's still too. No, no. Twelve dollars too much. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I can okay. do with twelve dollars? Right. I can buy me a nice plate of food somewhere for twelve dollars somewhere. I can get a fat ass burrito. 
you can get a burritos and chips. <laughs> yeah, one burrito in the Bay Area. Wait, you just you, you, didn't, you didn't even got enough for tax. Oh, you know what? You <laughs> might be right. You're right. I like my burritos. They're gonna be more. They're gonna be around. That one burrito is worth <laughs> two months of my subscription. <laughs> you gonna play the calling, the Sharpie? Hell no. All right, then. No, we was, that's why we were talking about more so. We just so talking, about some, duty was like, yeah. talking about some Euro jank because ain't nobody fit to pay no $6 for no game that's that's not even hot on the BR scene. That's I, that's what I think is the weird part. Is it As far as I know, it's just not – this game isn't the hot game, so I'm surprised, like, this is the one to experiment with, like, this kind of pay-for-play model. I don't know. Well, I hope this does not become a trend. Like, I really do. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not because, like, this entire, like, relation that we were trying to bring to Call of Duty, like, they essentially round out to almost the same price. Yeah. If they did this... really that much work. Yeah, but I don't need another bill. I don't need another bill. I'd rather just buy the game outright, and and that's it. I don't want to be like, hey, email, hey, Maria, you just... They just took $6 out your account for a Call of Duty subscription service. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, I bet it's not like a, well, maybe they will have like a thing you sign up where it auto, mm-hmm. auto takes out the money. But yeah, I assume they're probably that's how still I do. thinking that people just buy in whenever they, yeah. their uh, subscription the, expires. The point that I was trying to make was that you essentially like are rounding out to like almost the same price, save for like maybe 10 bucks. The only thing that like, if some someone was gonna say like, oh, like it's almost the same price. Now they just made it convoluted as fuck for you to play. So like, no, like nobody's gonna buy into this. Think, There's no that, way. That's, that's the two hottest VR games is like Apex Legends and, and, and Warzone, which are free to play. That's why Th- I that think, formula that, is gonna stick. <laughs> they just want some bread. They broke. They know they they know they VR ain't hot, and they trying to make this money. And what is gonna happen? Within the first year of that service, they're gonna shut down them servers because they know. If, I'm gonna tell you, as a customer, if I spend six dollars on a monthly service to play the calling, you better believe there'd be some people in the lobby. Cause I'm gonna be mad as fuck if I can't get in no lobby and I'm paying seventy two dollars a year for this service. It better be people. It better be the devs playing with me. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's another question. Uh, not just not just Lady Infamous, but what if the game was hot? It wasn't hot to begin with. Yeah, that's what I was it asking. Wasn't hot so, to like, begin? Call of Duty, if that was just how they did it. Yeah, no, so the, this is a hypothetical question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would I get it? If it was hot, if it was Call of Duty and it was hot, I don't know, man. I just can't. I... Like, like, let's say the next Call of Duty, you know, it's going to have the same, probably the same uh, audience that it had in this one, if not more. So, you know, it's going to be hot. You know, people are going to be playing. Do you think it would, would it matter? Um, with a subscription-based service, I'm gonna tell you, like the veterans, they don't, they're not gonna, they, they're gonna avoid paying other, paying not no more than the base game. So if they want skins or camo or things of that nature, you gotta grind. Cause the easiest way to get skins and and avatars and clothes for your operator, you can buy it with COD points and through online currency through your real money and not have to worry about it. But the true Call of Duty players, we will be grinding for like three, four hours each session trying to get a particular skin. Like, for example... Three, four hours? I thought true Call of Duty people would play like 10 hours a day. You was... Nah, I don't know who. Who? 
Did you pay for it? Well, I I well, I watched I watched Summit play like ten hours of Call of Duty for That's weeks. Summit, We're not talking yeah. about somebody who already established, who got money, who can sit on their ass ten hours and play Call of Duty. I'm talking about average Joe, me and you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know what? I'm supposed to go grind for this. This one of my homies was grinding for the skin. I guess he got the skin that you, when you unlock all the weapons, uh, gold. I mean platinum. Then you get this special special skin, but that means you have to unlock the rocket launchers, the the pistols, the throwing knives, everything. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm just trying to get platinum ARs, you know. So <laughs> no, I'm not. If you really want the, the gear that you want, you can really grind for it. All that cosmetic shit. That's for them new people. That's for the babies. That's like mom and dad. Let me let me get ten dollars so I can get this skin. I'm not with that. I like kill death um, ratios. I like being on the top of the team. I want to have those MVP kills. I want them to play the games. That what enticed me with Call of Duty. Um, I think I know exactly how to end this conversation with the calling too, and it's with this headline: Failed Battle Royale game returns with pay per <laughs> Mac model. That's going. It's it's going. <laughs> yeah. I'll give it six yeah. months. Six months to a year. I fucking give it two. Oh, Are you, oh, you want to bet some chips on that, bro? This is bullshit. You want to no. bet some chips, bro? You can't even download this game right now. Like, you can't even buy it. It was, it was pulled off the store, and they're coming back and being like, oh, yeah, we're going to do a pay-per-match model, plus you have to buy the game. It failed when it launched. No. Fuck, no. I give it two months. What would make you come back to it? Exactly. What makes you come back to it? I, I'm so confident that it's going to fail in two months that it's going to have negative sales. <laughs> Interesting. In other bad news, um, Doom Eternal added Denuvo on PC. What is that? Oh, yeah, I saw that. What's that? Should have played it already. What's that? <laughs> Fucking... For... That's root access to your yep. motherboard. It's that same thing we were. Oh yeah, you weren't on last time. There was this what they have on uh, Valorant, mm -hmm. um, and it's just been kind of causing all kinds of issues with people's PCs. It's just yeah. like a DRM software essentially. Oh well, I'll... yeah. yeah. They've been right? updating it. Like Riot's been pretty good at updating it though. Is it is it DRM or is it anti? -cheat? No, no, it's anti cheat. It's anti cheat. Yeah, well, yeah Valorant yeah. is anti cheat. Denuvo is a DRM. Which is unnecessary. It, it's completely unnecessary. What's weird is that it didn't come with Denuvo, and they're they're like, what? How long did it ago did Doom launch? Like it was two months, a couple months. Yeah. yeah, and then they're like, yeah, now now we're put Denuvo on. It's like, why the fuck is this? Why? Like, if anybody that had pirated it already and they are were are playing it, like they already got their fix. They already played it. So now you're just making you're now you're just making everybody angry with this. So I have a question. Well, not is just it, angry. You're like gating yourself from sales. Is it a PC exactly. problem or a game problem? Like everybody. It's a PC problem. Well, that sounds like I will be waiting to when Doom Eternal get on Xbox Game Pass. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, might as well just like get it on on console at that point. But for anybody that is playing on PC and they don't have a console, like this is a big problem. And these, this DRM shit needs to go away, and it it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. anti-cheat, it kind of makes sense, but DRM, huh? <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. So another bad news. Yeah, what's up? 
Assassin's Creed Valhalla is targeting minimum 30 FPS on Xbox Series X. <laughs> no wonder they didn't show gameplay. Well, <laughs> it's like this, you know what I mean? I don't have a 4K TV and... No, no, no. I don't. Minimum 30 FPS. Well, I'm just like, okay, thank you for educating me, Sharpie. It's not going to stop me. See, this is what I, my issue with people, right? If you, it, it shouldn't matter what the game, the resolution or the, the frames per second should be. If you're really into the game, if you're really hyped up in a game, you should just play it because you want to play it. Uh, just because it's 30 FPS, that sounds like a Ubisoft problem, not an Xbox problem. But you, you know what the problem is, though? No, won't you? It's, I think the problem is that, like, you you have to buy a new console to play a game. So you're kind of typically expecting that when you get that new console, that it's going to have kind of like, I guess what you would call next-gen features, which we would, I think a lot of people expect that next-gen is going to be most likely, like at least 4K 60. I feel you, but 4K I, 60 frames a second. So it's kind of weird if you buy a five, four, or five hundred dollar. I understand that. I understand there. that. I know that Xbox Series X has the capabilities to be 4K at 120 at the discretions of the companies who want their games on there. So if Ubisoft don't want 30, it just if they all they can do is 30 frames per second, that's not Xbox fault because there's going to be. Um, it's not. The, well, no, no, I don't think anybody's saying it's X, no, Microsoft's fault. Or no, anything. but it's, I, like, it's more Ubisoft. It's, it's a Ubisoft problem, and 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 I'm like, <sighs> I don't know why. Maybe it's a money thing or something. But I, I, I mean, if you have the hardware to run your game at the maximum, why not do it? You know what I mean? Is it a labor thing? Is it a cost thing? Is it a, you know, logistics thing? Is it a money thing? Um. Yeah, I'm sure they have a reason. What were you going to say, Zeldrick? So, um, it's more of the wording of how this is for how um, uh, that what at this minimum. It's at minimum 30 frames per second. Yeah. Like, games running at a, at a 30 frames per second, like, that's fine. Final Fantasy VII Remake runs at, at 30 frames per second. The wording is more that we need more specifics about that 30 frames because, like, if it's on console and that's the minimum, are you going to be hardlocking it to 30? Is it going to bounce around between 30 to 60 or 30 to that's 45? What I don't fuck? See. I don't Nobody start wants to see that. See it drop down to 30. That's going to be crazy. Yeah. And so, <laughs> actually, uh, that's something that um, console uh, games see. Like, a lot of times, like, yeah. they don't have the um the hard locking feature on for like the the frame rates and for their and for their consoles like i don't uh, somebody else is gonna have to really uh paint this picture um but i i do want to ask you like have you ever played a game where the frame rate just goes all over the place where it bounces back and forth not pc but when you're playing a console game like have you ever seen that like it looks like uh, it, it looks fluid, but then like it sometimes just feels like normal. Hmm. I'm trying to remember what oh. last game that I played that I felt that way. I I, I have one. What? Uh, it was Infamous, the very first Infamous. I was like, oh, I'm looking out into the ocean. It's like, look how look how smooth this feels. And then like I look back into the city, and I'm like, oh, okay, so this is how it's supposed to be played. But yeah, when I was like looking up into the sky, I was like saying, "Oh my God, it's so smooth." Yeah, 
Oh yeah, that's that's a that's a good one. Um, yeah, Lady Infamous. If you're like playing any game and then you like look out into the distance and there's nothing really there, and you move the camera around and it's pretty smooth, but then as soon as you start turning into like the crowd or to like a whole bunch of buildings, it starts slowing down. Have you ever seen that? Hmm. I didn't hear that last part. Zelda, you cut out. I'm sorry. I didn't hear that last part. What'd you say? Oh, like. When you're looking out in the distance in a game and you and you move the camera around and you see that it's all smooth, it's a, a kind of fast and everything, um, but then when you move your camera towards buildings or tor towards a crowd or tor towards a whole bunch of enemies and the game starts to slow down, like, and you see that from the smooth to the slowdown, have you ever seen that at all in your console games? Far Cry 5. There you go. Like, a that's Ubisoft game. A Ubisoft game. It, it yeah. happens with more than Ubisoft games. Like yeah. I get it. Like that's the that, that's what you're egging on right now. Yeah. Um, but like that's the the question that now that we now have is it going to be hard locked or is it going to be bouncing around? And that's for yeah, next gen console. Outside of it being like, I guess theoretically that's not like a horrible experience necessarily, but it's kind of the equivalent of what you saw on um, you're just talking about on like Infinite Warfare. Mm -hmm where you're playing like the whole game and it looked fine. And then you get to that last fight and then all of a sudden, like the frame rate got like really slow. I mean, it, like I said, it's not as bad. Cause like 30 frames a second is still going to look good, but it's just like seeing that. It wasn't 30. Like, it was like probably it looking it relatively smooth to all of a sudden not being as smooth. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully like they either answer a bunch of questions or they get their shit straight. <laughs> I or agree. It could just be that it, because it's one of the kind of early games in the console that they're just kind of like they're just one of those games that don't really show off what the console really can do. So maybe like the next iteration, all of a sudden it's like you know locked at sixty frames a second in four K or whatever. But that kind of that definitely happens. Like I know I've seen some shitty launch games sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, well, yeah, we'll see. I, I, it would be nice if they gave us a little, if they were a little bit more like clear with what their intentions are versus saying like minimum of 30, you know, it's like, what does that mean? But yeah, real quick. Did you guys see that? Um, like Epic online services, like they made that available to like developers, which essentially like is, uh, it'll like, it'll allow them to kind of like implement stuff like cross play and like cross progression and stuff like that. No, uh, no, I don't know anything about this. So it's going to be available for like Switch, PlayStation, PC, and Xbox. So theoretically, if I guess if you use like their Epic Online services, then you can make stuff where there's cross-platform play and like. Oh, know, that is tight. Progression and stuff. Yeah, that's so tight. Like make progression in Fortnite on PC, and then you go over to Switch. Theoretically, you know, you can still see your same progression that you had from the. That's Switch. really good. So, yeah, that'd be great if people start using it. I yeah. want to do some more cross-platform play. I guess it's kind of the same functionality they had for Fortnite because you have like the. Not only that, implementation won't be a problem if you if you use the Epic Engine, right? Or right. Unreal Engine. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another thing, um, you guys heard about uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater coming back, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and they're remaking one and two, um, with. All of the classic soundtrack that was from one and two, except 
It's like five tracks or something like that. Yeah, right? only five tracks, which is impressive because those songs are like Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two. That was more than fifteen years ago. I want to say the fact that they were able to Probably, get yeah, it had to be yeah yeah. So the fact that they were able to get almost all of the entire soundtrack for both of them is impressive. Um, but it was like ninety nine and two thousand they came out, so it's like twenty years. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah please don't <laughs> um but yeah like i i'm excited and th- there was already like rumors of like a tony hawk game coming out or whatever and i'm not sure if they added new songs to this as well as got the old uh soundtrack back but aside from the soundtrack the fact that they went back to tony hawk one and two to bring back is the smartest idea that they could have done for this series instead of just making a brand new one um and uh i think uh, this is to test the waters if people are still want uh, if there's a market for the game this is true. like a new one this could be a, a test of new waters um and uh there was there was a question that was brought up um and i'm glad that they did answer that like they were totally like transparent about this the fact that you don't have to play through tony hawk one and then all and then once you're finished with that move on to Tony Hawk 2 is really really good you can you can bounce back and forth between the two like and like unlock different stages from both of them whenever you want um so uh like go ahead and like start playing and then you unlock your favorite stages first and then like just unlock the rest of them and uh now now I just can't wait to see all of the videos and the multiplayer stuff that comes out of this cuz this is going to be so much fun you want to hear one other cool thing that they, that they said about this? What? I guess they were saying because there's like because um they can't use the original models from the original game. Right? So they have to like redo like scans of everybody. Like all the the original skaters are going to be there. Yeah, yeah. So everybody's going to be older. <laughs> yeah, everybody's going to be older. They got like yeah, it's all... going to be like their current faces now. So, <laughs> so you're just going to be playing a <laughs> bunch of old dudes on skateboards. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty badass. Um and then uh, the and I thought this was just cool to mention, even though that like people might not be getting like deluxe editions of games and stuff. But the physical deluxe or collector's edition or whatever comes with a Tony Hawk board, um, and uh, like there might be a lot of people that don't skateboard or whatever or not into this, but like I think it's fun to mention because this is totally like back to the aughts the 2000s that makes sense for a collector's edition that's a cool idea yeah um and then this gave me an idea of maybe i should hang up my longboard because i like i have mine stashed in the closet for like when it gets a gets warm out um yeah now i'm thinking about that using your tony hawk board what you saying hang it up and then start using your tony hawk board (laughs) i'm not getting the (laughs) deluxe editions of this no Uh, i meant like hang up my longboard um I want to hang, I want to do a lot more longboarding now. But anyways, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, Tony Hawk's back, and it's back in the right way. Definitely. All right, cool. I think that is it for this week. Um, let's start off with what everybody's going to be doing this next week, if you have any plans, <laughs> starting with Zeldrick. Um, I think I'm going to have another dry week again. Um, but that's mainly because that I'm finishing up my semester. Um, and, uh, 
if I am going to be streaming this week, um, follow me on Twitch on Twitter. That way you actually do know when I go live. Um, you can uh, follow me uh, at Zeldrick. And uh, if I am streaming, it's going to be Chimera Squad and uh, finishing up Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's the fucking same thing that I said last week, but like I've been, I've just been busy. So, um, so yeah. Uh, what about you, Unsheath Productions? Um, I mean, as y'all can see from like our first uh, section of the podcast, like I play a lot of stuff. Now that I have like I'm doing the full time streaming thing, so it's kind of hard to lock down everything that I'm gonna play, but I'm definitely gonna do some uh dragon ball fighters again because i've been doing like some combo practices and stuff like that a little bit of labbing um some more of a need for need for speed uh heat because i want to kind of get together this whole tournament little tournament thing that i'm trying to host and then uh i actually went and picked up uh virtual verse and um what was the other one oh jet lancer i picked up both of them so i'm gonna definitely play both of those jet lancer zeldrick recommended in virtual verse you just you told me about through discord so two games all inspired by zeldrick so um other than that just a bunch of other stuff whatever i can find so if anybody wants to check me out um like i said streaming full time mostly nine o'clock in the morning to five o'clock four or five o'clock uh, pacific time on twitch.tv slash unsheath p and you can follow me on twitter at unsheath p as well lady infamous what about you um I'll be doing some more Final Fantasy VII this week. That's just about it. Um, you can catch me at Lady Underscore Infamous 415. Uh, giveaway at 1,200 followers. $25 gift card of your platform of your choice. And thank you for hanging out with us tonight. All right. And you can find me. Well, I guess not right now. Maybe I'll be streaming <laughs> on uh, Jay Sharpie. And I will be, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be playing Chimera Squad. I'm not exactly sure yet, but, uh, and maybe I'll, I might stream Valorant. I don't know. I, 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 right now I have a feeling like if I play that, like I want to take breaks in between because that's what I've been feeling. Like I don't want to just keep playing it over and over, like back to back. So I don't know if I will stream that. But other than that, uh, if for some reason Chimera Squad's not that long, then I might stream. Actually, I don't know what I would stream. But. Yeah, I'm like looking at my list. I have nothing right now. So, well, I, so if you want to talk to Sharpie on his stream while he plays Bloons, you can reach him at. J Sharpie. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> That is it for this week. We all see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please, 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 please like, favorite, subscribe, whatever platform you're listening to on. It only takes two seconds, maybe not even two seconds to do so, especially if you're on a mobile device. Just tap on that like button. If you got friends that like these diverse gaming conversations, share the podcast with your friends too. See you guys next week.